It is 6.45 here in sunny Montevallo, Alabama, home of the recently renamed Wilson Fallon Jr. Hall. Dr. Fallon, I doubt you're listening to this, but if you are, we hope you're enjoying retirement. Welcome to Meet and Murder, a podcast where we discuss the murders and mysteries of the medieval and Renaissance periods, broadly defined over light drinks. In episode two, we discuss the remarkable case of Martin Guerre, a 16th century French peasant whose identity and marriage were stolen by a man from a different town. While Guerre was not a prince or even a nobleman, he was well off, inheriting property in multiple towns. In this bonus episode, we will examine the drama of Martin Guerre through the lens of his Basque culture. Through this exploration, we hope to teach you more about the Basques, an ancient and independent-minded people residing in France and Spain. But first, a refresher on what we learned in episode two. Adam? So I wanted to explain what happened in the story, but I didn't want to spoil too much of it, so I decided to provide a brief synopsis of what happened. In episode two, we met Martin Guerre, a military man who vanished from his town, from his hometown of Artiga. I don't know how to pronounce that correctly. He, be- he, became a, uh, he became a military man after he left town, to be clear. Yeah. One day, a man appeared in town years later, claiming Martin Guerre's inheritance. Now, things get interesting when this same man takes it a step further later on and proclaims that he is Martin Guerre himself and managed to assume Mr. Guerre's assets for a time. But the uncle of the real Martin, Pierre, is suspecting that something is amiss. Now, for a long time, this man succeeds in holding Martin's assets and even held a relationship with Martin's wife, whom he would have more children with. What else happened? Go watch episode two for an elaboration. At the outset, I would like to make a couple of corrections to statements I made about Guerre's marriage to Bertrand de Rolls in episode two. One, I said that Bertrand was probably prepubescent, quote unquote, when she and Martin married. As a matter of fact, there were cultural indications that she had hit puberty. Uh, Number two, we said that a marriage between a boy Martin's age, he may have been as old as 14, and a girl Bertrand's age, she claimed she was 10 when she wed in later court documents, was legal. It was actually illegal under canon law. Uh, One can only speculate as to why the priest allowed it if, in fact, those are the accurate ages. If those were the accurate ages, then um, I would argue it is the one thing that tends to convince a lot of white people to do certain things. Enough money. Perhaps. I suppose that's a, that's a good theory. If, even if the priest wasn't paid off, it might have just been the, uh, the influence of, uh, you know, the Gares. Um, you know, them having a... a the standing in the town that they seem to have with their wealth. Uh, so, pro tip, don't steal from a Garrett. Unless you want to. I mean, unless you're, feeling, unless you're feeling like living dangerously, then you can. But we would highly recommend not. I'm about to tell you why. Yeah. Yeah, just, just steal from Adam instead. Oh, yeah, steal from me. Yeah, I'll leave the door unlocked for you so you can do it. 
In Basque culture, uh, theft from family members were taken very seriously, even of grain from a family farm, which uh, before he was a soldier, uh, Martin was a farmer working on the family farms. You know, the Garys were primarily a farming family. They did have other businesses, at least, uh, you know, from where they started out. I think a lot of us have stolen or from our parents or disrespected their property. Uh, so it, it's, it, may seem, it may seem a little uh, unusual or extreme to, you know, flee town and join the Spanish army because of that. But it's, uh, you know, historians say this was kind of an unforgivable sin. You just don't, you don't do that and expect to be forgiven anytime soon. You don't steal from your family. Um, so it would have been rational for Martin to flee after he was scolded for stealing the grain. So another consideration in the story involving property rights. So after taking the imposter claiming to be Martin uh, to court as a fraud when he asked for Martin's inheritance, Martin's uncle Pierre nearly beat him to death. Damn. Pierre really meant business here. He was just not having any of this. Nope. Nope. That really shows you how seriously they take family property. The yeah. fact that Pierre went all Andrew Jackson on this poor <laughs> imposter, which if those of, for those of us that don't know, Andrew Jackson is a U.S. president who had an attempt on his life, and he beat the assassin down with a cane like a straight P.I.M.P. Yeah, yeah, which, yeah, yeah, Andrew Jackson was, uh, love him or hate him, he's, he was quite a character in our history, I gotta say that. But, uh, you know, enough about the Scots-Irish. Uh, although the stakes were high, you know, there's multiple properties, this seems like extreme behavior for a party to a civil dispute. After all, the French magistrates surely would not have taken kindly to murder. You know, I can't know that for sure, Maybe they would have been kind to that kind of vigilantism. But considering that during the appeals, Pierre and Bertrand got locked up because of what the imposter said about them, you know, which is a whole thing, uh, I would guess he would not have gotten away with just straight up murdering him. So, and if Pierre was confident in his assertion that he was dealing with an imposter, he could expect to prevail in the end, logically. So uh, why risk everything? Basques were extremely proud of their property, no matter how modest, and the Garay holdings were more than modest. Furthermore, at least in Hende, the town the Garays came from, Basques kept property very strictly within the hands of blood relatives, as opposed to selling it or giving it to in-laws through dowries or any of the usual ways that peasants would have uh, sold property in France at that time. So in, the, so in other words, Basques were not exactly the types to share beyond blood relatives, which is kind of an interesting approach. It really does shed light on Pierre's reaction to this imposter coming for Martin's inheritance, because as we saw in episode two and now, he reacted very, very strongly so it's interesting to have an idea as to why he did. Yeah, exactly. I mean, as a good Basque patriarch, Pierre could not risk the imposter continuing to steal from his family. He wasn't, he wasn't just going to leave it up to the Parliament of Toulouse, you know? So, question, why did Gary fight for Spain? Well, 
Martin was born and raised in France, and the Spanish incursions into towns such as Hende may be the ultimate reason that the Gares left for the non-Basque town of Artigat. So probably Spanish invaders weren't exactly the very polite types if the soldiers caused them to flee to a non-Basque town. Yeah, I, I mean, I'd say even... Like, it, it will only take a foreign army invading my town once for me to n- not be quite so fond of staying there anymore. Like, no matter how polite they are, I mean, look, look, if you're going to invade uh, Homewood or Kissimmee, please, please be nice at least, but... Okay, so send the Canadians if we're invading Homewood. Got it. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, I mean you watched Trailer Park Boys th- recently? I haven't seen very much of it at all, now. Yeah. So uh, the question is, why would Martin join the Spanish forces and fight against his home country in the War of Italian Succession, which is what he did? Uh, and did this decision have anything to do with his Basque heritage, as we suggested in episode two? Uh, well, the short answer is not really. Spain was attractive to many young Frenchmen in southern France seeking adventure, glory, and fortune. It controlled a vast empire that now included the quote-unquote new world of the Americas and the Caribbean. A number of conquistadors were Spanish Basques. In my research, which is by no means exhaustive, I found no evidence that French Basques were more loyal to Spain than France. Some of Martin's own family members were soldiers loyal to the French crown. It should be remembered that the Basque people and tongue, which is called uh, Euskera, predate French and Spanish cultures. Basque's sense of autonomy goes back to the Roman Empire, and in modern times, some Basques uh, have seen both countries as enemies. Okay, so the Basques have been a subculture that have been around since the time of the Romans, so they are already very, very well solidified in Europe at this time, so... It's kind of interesting to see that it's as simple as that. Martin might have gone off to join the Spanish army because of what they had. The Spaniards had a huge amount of territory at this time. Yeah, because, like, we have to remember, people are individuals, and this was the same person who is willing to just up and leave and never talk to anyone again over a dispute about grain, which, again, you know, there's a whole thing we're not going to be able to understand because they took property very seriously. But it's, but it's still, like, you can tell he's not the most selfless person ever. All right, so, yeah, let me, because I have, I'm sleep-deprived today. I want to make sure I'm piecing the story together, right? So, honestly, I feel like there might be a little more to it than the fact that he just wanted money. If he fled to join the Spanish army, maybe he... Maybe there might have been more to it than his father scolding him for stealing simple grain. There might be more to that specific family that he wanted to get away from. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that's that's very possible. Um, I also think he probably didn't know he was going to join the Spanish uh, army as soon as he left Artigat, you know? Like, that's probably something that, uh, that, that, came, that came up as he was traveling yeah. the land. Probably, maybe he heard about, if I were to reconstruct it based off of 
what I know. And again, my research is not exhaustive. We are podcasters. We spent many minutes of research on this. I promise you, a good at least four or five minutes of research was put into this episode. At least. Yeah, exactly. But if I were to reconstruct it, I'd say, uh, you know, Martin probably hearing about the vast uh, fortunes of Spain by the time he was uh, ready to, to, to get out of there, because he was already a young man when that happened. And uh, all he knew was, I got to get out of here. I just, I, I can't do this. Whether it was really just because of the fear and shame of the grain thing, or whether it was, you know, also just... Why, why, do, why do men abandon their families? Why have men ever done that? You know, well, I don't know. Well, I've learned growing up in Alabama, especially, that young men usually, young men, some of them are bright, but in some cases, young men usually are not exactly uh, up there on the IQ spectrum, if you know what I mean. Yeah, but, and also, you have to remember, he was in an, he was married as a young man, I think it was you could probably call it an arranged marriage yeah it, it was it was an arranged marriage yeah with how young they are there's there's no way that that wasn't arranged yeah and he was humiliated for the first couple of years of the marriage because he was you know he had erectile dysfunction um you know which who who knows what that was about you know physiologically or, or hormonally or whatever but it was you know in, in the, the vast um, expanse of time and space, there are, I'd say there are people who have been dealt uh, better hands romantically. There's a joke that uh, I just thought of that a history buff would get. Uh, be glad that Martin Gare might have had erectile dysfunction and have been made fun of it, but uh, let's all be glad that he is not Giovanni Sforza. <laughs> uh. Jacob got that one. I'm going to leave that one up to the history buffs to get. Yeah. Anyway, that is about as far as the pertinent information of the Basque culture goes. We felt that uh, doing this little supplemental episode would uh, help us understand a few more things about the Martin Gare case, maybe put, a few other, maybe put a few more pieces together. And now, thanks to Jacob's work, we have an even more cohesive story. Yeah, indeed. So uh, like us on Facebook, uh, go to our Discord. Adam, what's the, easiest, what's the easiest way for them to type in our Discord? Well, later on of the day of this recording, what I'm going to do is put a link to our Discord on our Facebook page. So look us up on Facebook, just me and murder, simple as that. Scroll through our page, you should be able to find our Discord link. Yeah, and uh, I also have a, f- a favor to ask. Please rate us. We'd like to know how we're doing. We're not going to be like some Uber drivers where they won't let you leave until they demand five stars. But, uh, yeah, we would appreciate a rating. Let us know how we're doing. We can't improve problems that we don't know are there. So, yeah, that's about it. Thank you for joining us once again. And we hope you have a wonderful day, night, whatever time you're listening to this recording. And we will see you next time.